Episode 62, Exploring What's Missing with John Wise. Welcome to the story in your head. I'm Ron Macklin, and today my guest John Wise and I discuss the power of what's missing, both from our own stories and the stories of others. By asking the right questions and cultivating curiosity, we unlock the potential for personal and professional growth. Hi, I'm Ron Macklin, the host of the Story in Your Head podcast and the founder of Imaginal Community, a new virtual space where you can discover how to change the world one relationship at a time. In the Imaginal Community, you can ask us questions, take online classes, and learn and grow with others who are transforming their relationship with themselves and with others. It's like social media for self-discovery. So to continue the conversation with us, join us over in the Imaginal Community by following the link in the show notes. We're excited to see you there. John, if you're going to meet me for the first time or meet somebody for the first time, you could introduce yourself. In a way, it's a chance for you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Ah, got it, Ron. Yeah, the way I introduce myself is first, I, I hold many roles in the world. And the, my primary role is I'm a husband to Jessica. And I'm a father to three boys. I am a brother, a son, an uncle. And I hold several business roles, one of which is a coach and workshop leader. And there's a few other spaces in the, in the world that I move. However, I don't know if they're relevant here. Got it. Thanks. What would you say is your and we, we like use the term, like what you're good at or what's your margin utility or what are your strengths? Like what, what is the one thing or, or two things you say, this is what I'm really good at? Ron, what I, what I share here is I really enjoy connecting with people at a level to help each of us create and fulfill on projects and understand where each person's coming from so that we're all able to achieve the best results that we can. That's great. The topic that I was looking for, and I think you were the one who brought it up, I think it's a wonderful topic for today, is what's missing, or the term missing. And, and I, I would like to start with kind of like, what, is, what does missing mean for you? What is the word me meaning? What is the meaning of the word missing for you? The operational definition that I use for missing is absent or absent from or not present. So when I say that something's missing, it's just not there. Why, how, how is that important for you? Well, what I, what I find is that when I consider what's missing, I'm not making any judgments. All I'm looking at is what could be added or what isn't present from a story or situation that to add it in would make a better outcome or better situation. Is, is knowing what's missing or, or figuring out what's missing is that hard? Is it easy? How does that show up for you or for others that you're maybe leading or coaching or building a team with? So I don't know how to answer is it easy or is it hard? What I can say is I find that the question of asking what's missing helps produce and cultivate curiosity. When we consider what haven't we considered or what isn't present, we can take what we have and say, how can I add to this? What could be new? What could be different? But overall, 
we're not saying that what we have is bad or wrong. It's just, let's be curious. Can you give us an example, like a, a place where you've worked with somebody or been on a team and what was missing when they figured it out or you figured it out or as a group, you figured it out, it made a difference. Mm. Yes, I can give you an example. I've, I've got many and I'm sorting through in my head of, of which ones to share. Mm-hmm. The, the first that, that I bump into regularly is when I encounter somebody and my first response to whatever they say is, wow, that's crazy. Like that's just plain crazy. And, and I can stop then and go, hmm, what's missing from my story to have me say that this person's crazy? And I can ask, where are they coming from? What do they know that I don't know? What do I know that they don't know? And I can ask all sorts of different questions into that. And it doesn't always come out by what's missing. It can sound like, hmm, what story's in their head that has them say that? And as I look at, for example, I I can speak about a coworker. We had a, a scheduling conflict. And I sat with, this person's taking these actions to do these things. I have no idea why. And so I just flat out asked, I said, so what are we doing here? And he shared that he was preparing for work for the next day. And I said, hmm, I didn't tell him that work canceled. Completely missing from his story was that work didn't exist anymore. And he was acting from a point of view that it did. And it gave me opportunity to share. Yeah, that's not there anymore. Got it. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for that. I'm going to share mine, like my interpretation of what's missing, right? When I say what is missing... uh, I'm really talking about what story is missing, what story is missing in my head or missing in the group's head or somebody, right? And that if it was there, it, w- it would make a difference, like, like there would be a different space of possibilities. And I find the story of what's missing to be very powerful because what is missing is almost impossible. Like when we look at something, we see things, right? When we look at a painting, right? If we look at, if we touch a sculpture, if we listen to music, right? We hear, we see, we, we touch all the things that are there. And there's all this information coming in. And what's not there doesn't perturb us. Like there's nothing, to, there's no perturbation. There's no, there's no going like, oh, and this is what's missing, right? Like, like the missing thing shows up. Now, there are times when you've seen something and it had something included in it, and then you now see something and it doesn't have that thing included in it, right? And because we have a story that it's supposed to be there, or when it's there, it does something, we can notice what's missing. But if we don't have that story, we can't see what's missing. And to notice what is missing, or even that there's a possibility of something missing. So if you're if I'm working on a project, and I can list a lot of different projects, everything from pricing to do we go to money networks? Do we do we, do we go and get this particular landowner into the the, the group for building a, a wind turbine farm? All those stories, right? What is missing in my story or their story? It's very hard to find because there's nothing from the outside world coming in. It's a story of a story in your head that something could exist and it's not there. And then it's missing. But if we don't have that story, what do we do? Where do we go? What happens? How do we find out what is missing from our stories to notice what may be missing in a project or a team or a world or whatever that is? How do we get the space? Do we get like a world that says, 
I can find out what's missing. And I, I come open to like, what, what do you do? Like, what are you, 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 it's not working. Well, there's something missing. But I've seen so many times I've worked with folks and they go, well, we tried this and that doesn't work. Why did, what, like, what was missing that made it not work? Or they go, nope, this doesn't work. And I've seen so many really great ideas just thrown away mm-hmm. because they go, that didn't work. That, that doesn't work. We tried that, it didn't work. Oh, well, what is missing mm-hmm. in that process? That would make a difference for that to work. It is easier to say that doesn't work. Like it's, I mean, it's lower cost. You just go, try that, doesn't work. Next, right? And it just closes off all the possibilities that could happen from that. Because if it didn't work, there's something missing. Ron, what I'll, what I'll add is a, a question that it, it's almost a, a version of what's missing, but it's what needs to be present for this to work. And uh, yeah, we tried it, it didn't work. Well, what needs to be present for it to have worked that way? And then, the, of course, what missing comes up and really sit in what are practices for creating curiosity and cultivating curiosity? Thanks. The, the two people in history that come to my mind, I'm sure there's many of them that are better than this. But the, the first one was uh, that I found was Abraham Lincoln, who lost so many elections before he finally got elected once. And then he only won three, I think, in the total run. And one of those was he became the president of the United States during the most challenging time of the United States. And he was always looking for, like, what's missing? What's missing in my story? What's missing in my space? What's missing in the space that enables me to win this election? Not, well, I guess I'm not a politician. Mm. Right? The other one is less on the softer skills and more on the pragmatic Cartesian type stuff. Like Edison knew that a light bulb could work, but he didn't know how. So he kept trying to see what was missing in his story about how to build a light bulb so that he could build a light bulb that would last. And, and the story is, is it took a thousand tries and somehow I have some doubt that it was exactly 1,000 tries. But it's in a world of how do you keep seeing what's missing, what, what, what's in your story? We're seeing the story about how the filament works, what the gas is, how much vacuum you have, how much gas you, what, all those stories, right? You try different things to where you finally end up with a light bulb that works. But having the story of what's missing as a line that you toss yourself over and over again occurs as a very powerful way of being. What, what, like John, what, what shows up for you here? Like, how, how have you used this? And you, and you're besides like, like real pragmatic stuff. Oh, one of my, one of my favorites. And I don't know if I have permission for this one, but it, it's, it was with my wife. I was, I was in a conversation with her and she asked me a question and I'm trying to remember what the exact question was, but it was some, some version of, can you take care of this? And I, I just didn't understand. And I said, I don't get it. What, what are you asking me? And she asked, same question, same words again. And I, I'm sitting there going, okay, now I'm in my head hearing that she's irritated that she had to repeat herself. I still don't know what she's talking about. And I, I'm sitting there, huh, what is that? And I, I sat in my head and I go, what's missing for me to not understand her question? And I said, all right, wait, I know what my schedule is for the next week. I don't think she does. And I just announced, I said, here's what I'm working on for the next week. This is where I'm going to be, the, the places, the commitments that I have. And I, I just don't understand your question. And she says, oh, I didn't realize you were going there. I, that answers my question completely. And, and I sit with, I still never understood the question. We did effectively communicate because she was able to take care of what she cared about. That's good. Thanks. That's really good. 
I have another one that comes to mind that, that comes to working with a customer. And I would go visit this customer. And every time I visited him, I, I found myself leaving in a bad mood. And I mean, I just, I got to where I was dreading going to see him. And as I sat there, I said, hmm, what's missing in my story about this guy that has me feel this way? And it, it took a couple iterations of this one. I'm not going to say it was a, a light switch, but over a series of, of conversations, I finally said, huh, all that's missing from, from my point of view is we approach projects differently. He has his methodology. I have my methodology. They are very different. But when I started to work in his methodology and say, ah, yes, he's working from this point of view into this pathway, and whether I would do it that way or not, it doesn't matter because we can work together now. And I can leave in, a, in, in an effective, powerful mood. And I suspect he will too. That's great, John. Are you looking to strengthen your relationships, whether personally or professionally? You want to learn how to build authentic connections faster, or perhaps you're looking to beat employee burnout through the power of connection. My name is Ron Macklin, founder of Macklin Connection. And in our workshops, we teach you the fundamentals of how to do exactly that and more. To learn more of the power of your relationships, visit us at MacklinConnection.com. I'll share one of mine. I was working in the Houston area and we had a bunch of craft technicians. They're they're basically mechanics, high-end mechanics, but mechanics. And we we dispatch them all over the country and sometimes all over the world. And one of the things that kept showing up was going over budget, not, not finishing on time. And I kept going, well, what's missing in their story? Or management included, like everybody in the group, like what's missing in our story? And as I started to talk, right, because I didn't know, like, like, how do I know what's missing, right, with their story? And I asked them about things like, you know, what do they care about? What, what do they love to do? All this kind of stuff. And I asked them about the business and how you think the business is doing and how are we going? What's happening there? And what started to occur for me is they didn't really have even a simple version of how a business works right and the simple story is you have what comes in you have what you spend and you have leftovers or you have revenue and you have costs and you have margin or profit and it gets more elaborate from than that in the in the big scheme of things but nobody was understanding that they thought they went to work and got a paycheck from an infinite company that they went home and used to run their house and so i was working on how do i help them help them figure out that story so I created a story. I called it the named by them, the stack of money talk. I drew a picture of a stack of money. And on one side, I created a story of what it means to have a household, right? Because they all mm-hmm. knew that, right? Revenue comes in, right? Yeah, you, you got, uh, you know, housing and insurance and utilities and car and gasoline and clothes and all food and all that stuff, right? And I went through that, like some of the things that were fixed that had to be taken care of and some that were, you know, shorter term and some were longer term and some were luxury. And then leftovers, right? So you could have vacation or not vacation. And I went and did the same story on the other side, other stack of money. I went, here's a business, here's our revenue, right? 
And then this much goes to direct costs. That's you guys, right? And then you got travel and went through the whole thing, right? Just like you would at home. And then you get to the end and go, this is the, the amount of money I have left over. And it's called profit. And then I ask them, what, what happens if at home you don't have enough money to pay all your bills? What happens? And they all, they all had great answers, right? Things they would do, new jobs they would look for, new things that happen, wife goes to work, husband goes to work, all that kind of stuff, right? You know, great. What, do you, what happens to a company that doesn't make any profit? Like what, what, what do they do with it? And you could see at that moment they were creating a story for the first time in their life that companies fail, like they could fail. And what was missing in their story, as I learned later, was they had no relation from like who they were as an individual and the business and how the business operated to produce a space where they could do that. Siemens was a huge company, right? It, 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 didn't, it didn't occur to them that they could close us down. Never did until we had the conversation. And then all of a sudden, as we started to do this with all new trainees and all the people who went through classes, I'd come every time I had a training class, I'd go in and have a stuck in money talk with everybody. They actually got to a point where I videotaped it just so everybody could, you know, when I wasn't there, they could watch it because nobody else in the building wanted to touch that conversation. So who wants to do, who wants to do the tech and money talk? No. And what it enabled us to do is people begin to connect with why you want to finish on time, why you want to be safe, why you want the company to go because if the company thrives, then there are spaces of possibilities to grow and take on new roles. If it's not, you get sold or shut down. At best, you get sold. At worst, you get shut down. And I always use, like, that's a story of, for me of, like, what is missing because I didn't know what was missing for me. Like, the I was the fifth manager to come into the group, and all the other four failed miserably. And, like, like not failed like they died, right? They failed, like, as in two years later they were out. And because they, they weren't producing any revenue or profit. Excuse me. Lots of revenue, no profit. And the story that we had, the group was, then I didn't have to do anything. Like, like I didn't, once the story got out about what it was, people started to figure out ways to reduce costs. Not their income, cost. Saving materials, saving tooling, getting things shipped out on time, getting jobs finishing up early to get onto the next job. It's all the things that spin up, and they were the ones doing it, including the management and the mid-level and the workers, like the people who are doing labor. And what I loved about getting it done was once we had what was missing included, everybody, everybody could be a part of it. Everybody could be a part of the, the solution. Everybody could be a part of the, the creation of their own future. And we spent a lot of time talking about what else was missing. Like there's all kinds of different things about missing uh, appropriate managers, like people in the wrong roles. They, they didn't have the fundamental skills for that role. They had a different skill for a different role. And we started looking at how do we arrange this to where the business could run without me. And it wasn't that uh, I didn't have a story that I didn't need to be there. I had a story that they didn't need me. And when they had that story in their head, because what was missing was they had somebody who told them what to do. And once they had a story in their head that they could believe in themselves, they did. They went forward. How would you share this story with somebody for the first time? about? missing. How do you share this story with somebody for the first time about the phenomenon called what's missing? One of the ways, Ron, and I, I shared a little bit of this earlier in this conversation, is I, I work with the, the, the topic of crazy. 
And we can all say that somebody's crazy or they're crazy to do this or that business is doing, you know, something crazy. And it's an easy way to not engage. I don't have to do any work. It's very similar to we've already done it that way and it didn't work. But if I call somebody crazy, I don't have to do anything. I can just sit with, eh, yeah, if it's over there, if the problem's over there. And as I lean into that, that conversation and, and start with somebody and then say, well, what if, what if I lean into why I'm calling them crazy? What if I say, huh, instead of backing away, I just lean into it and say, I really don't understand where that person's coming from. And what is it that's missing in my story that has, them, has me call them crazy? Or what might be missing in their stories that has them say what they're saying? And in those two spaces, crazy tends to disappear. That's good. And I don't mean like crazy is this physical thing that just magically disappears or, you know, an illusion. It's, wait a second, this is another human being. And they have a story. They have concerns. I have stories and I have concerns. And when I ask myself, what's missing to have me think this or to say this? or to do this, frequently the answer is, I don't understand their concerns. I don't understand their stories. And then I can ask. That's good. That's really good, John. Thank you. You're welcome. My version's not much different. Uh, maybe I think it's a little bit more focused. We'll see. When I want to go into what's missing, my go-to is, what are they afraid of? It does a couple of things when I said to that to myself, like, what is somebody afraid of? Whatever they were before, they turned into a human at that moment. They're now somebody just like me who has fears. And I can logically say that we all have fears, and I get that. But to hold that, that you're missing, that they're afraid of something, and that they have fears, can make it really easy and low cost for me to make them a villain. They're trying to get me. They're trying to get us. They're not on our team. They're trying to thwart us. And I look back, you know, all the different people I've had, well, oh, I think they're they're trying to thwart us. If and when I hold uh, they're afraid of something too, that gets me in a space where I can actually connect with them. Like I can be open to working with them and talking with them. I also use that line when I see somebody has a story that somebody is an asshole or is out to get them or evil. And the, the line I toss is, what are they afraid of? Because I don't know what they're afraid of. But what is missing is that they are afraid. And that story doesn't seem to, like I don't keep it ready at hand as, as I want to. I'm working it. But I also find it's a great line to toss to others. And it opens up a space for us to be authentic and real and drop our shields. Because if we start to, when I know that, when I know that they're afraid of something, if I share one of my fears, they'll normally share one of theirs. And then you're two vulnerable people that all of a sudden have something really in common. So, got it. John, anything else to share about what's missing or anything else we didn't cover? Ron, I, I have a story that we're uh, provisionally complete on this conversation. This has been a, uh, what you shared about being afraid and directly engaging into 
what's this person afraid of is a new way that I can ask the question to engage and be with. And I thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. If somebody wanted to connect with you from the sh after the show, listening to you or follow up, how should they go about getting a hold of you, John? I can be found on LinkedIn and I don't know my username. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes for everybody so they can get there. Is you have an email address that they can reach out to you? I do. Can we put that in the show notes as well, or shall I share it here? You can share it here, and we'll put it in the show notes. The best way to find me is john at macklinconnection.com. That's J-O-H-N at M-A-C-K-L-I-N-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N.com. Very good. Thanks, John. John, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to, to join us on the podcast today. and to share and to really work the distinction of what is missing. I wish you a, a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. At Macklin Connection, we believe making authentic connections with others can literally change your world. We invite you to share this podcast with one person that you care about. Maybe it's someone you haven't spoken with in a really long time and you'd love to reconnect. Or maybe it's the first person that popped into your head when you listen to this podcast because you thought it would be perfect for them. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.